Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola, hola. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Uh, welcome back. Uh, this week we are going to be talking about the element of air, but we're actually, it's the start of a four-part series, five-part series. Yeah, five-part. Yeah, five-part series um, just over the elements and... Yeah, the elements correspondences. and correspondences and elemental magic that you can do with each one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we decided to start with air because um, not only does it start with, um, it corresponds to the east, and some people start with the north, some people start with the east. We decided to start with the east. It also corresponds to the spring season. Yes. And by the time the podcast is out, this mm -hmm. episode, it will be the start of spring or right about yeah I think right it, about the start. i think it, yeah i think it starts like it comes out like the day or two before so ta-da somos profesionales <laughs> see we planned this and to usher in our um our element today we want to share this with you guys yeah very nice keeps going see that that is good it is very good the reason for the chime is one of the tools associated with air is going to be a wind chime. And there are just so many correspondences like that that we're just going to kind of start by talking about air, its importance, and just crazy things that it's associated to, like chimes and oboes and <laughs> incense and yeah, all of it. Perfect. Yeah, but I think we were going to talk first about like the air in general. Like air is just all around us yeah, we need it to live <laughs> because you know we have these things called lungs and so we kind of need them um to breathe and then we were just talking about like how air is something that we sometimes take for granted that we Absolutely. don't really notice because it's it's invisible so it's not something like you can touch it you can feel it but you can't really touch it right and so i think as an element it's one that many people may be like oh you know even when they're representing it like on their altars, you know, like, what do I do? What do I bring in? How do I represent this element? And I think the default is going for um, incense, mm -hmm. but for people that want to have something or feathers, you feathers, know, yeah, but it's, it's a little bit like, you know, hard for people sometimes to bring it in. And we just wanted to talk about, um, I think it's huge, especially as a, as something that affects us in climate right because mm -hmm. we have like the you know feeds tornadoes and hurricanes and right and um huge gusts of winds and so forth even like the storms which would be water but the the gust of the storm we feel is the air the wind is um is often mentioned like in blessings and you know like, oh yeah like may the wind blow on your back or may the um wind the seasons of change or may the wind um what is the one the one the one that says um the winds changed or the oh, i was thinking of the one that, like guides you in, in the it, right direction and guides you yeah so there is definitely this element of you know how it guides you or how it kind of pushes you shows you like the direction mm -hmm. without you really noticing it right but you're just taking your cues from it like being gently pushed right sort of like parents were <laughs> yes. gently pushing our kids <laughs> towards redirection yes yeah. and then there's definitely that element of air that is the gusts that comes with harsh communication with mm. harsh right. uh, actions definitely. so like while air is typically not thought of when it is in your face 
it's you're very aware of it right it drives you out exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and glad you mentioned words because words totally belong to the element of air and we have to watch our words and look at how we're communicating because it is and we we talked about like right it's communication so it's mercury based right and so that's one of the associations that it has to it you want to get um a little more directly into the correspondences so type of energy oh yeah so uh so air is going to carry a masculine type of energy mm-hmm. um season we already mentioned it it is going to be the season of the spring goes with the east right then so that's the uh, the direction um and then the senses it's going to be the listen oh, the hearing right and also part of it the um, sensorial tactile because you feel differences based on the wind or the air like the coolness or right dryness and so forth so it has part of the tact not all of it but it has part of that um, sensorial touch thing right colors so colors is usually just going to be yellow but light blues would also suffice work mm-hmm. as well um then when we were talking about the instruments and i think that this is another no, tools i'm sorry the tools um we mentioned the incense mm-hmm. and we're totally in the mood here people you don't see us <laughs> but i i you know i put some incense here and we have the little chime and you know we're 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 talking into a microphone getting our message out through waves like exactly. we're totally airbound today and it's a wednesday yes which is ruled by mercury that's so. right yeah we're, we're totally planned then it also has oils essential oils mm-hmm fragrances so anything with fragrances you can um, manipulate it or use it when you're doing um, elemental air magic to help you guide you towards your goal Mm -hmm. bells which i love bells and i actually was i i did not know i mean i know about witch bells of course but i didn't really ever associate them with something but now speaking with it a little bit the the sound change yeah of course yeah um, and so, yeah, the bells, I think that, you know, it includes the wind chimes and it includes, you know, the, like, what is this one called that I said? It's, uh, oh, it's just called Woodstock chimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hippie, of course. Um, yeah, but just the bells in general. And I think that's the sound, that idea, that clearing the air. Mm-hmm. And it, and it pierces the air too. Yeah. Which is good when you do sound cleansings, which we talked about. Yeah. The idea is to break up that, um those waves in those areas stagnant especially like in dark corners and stuff exactly so that's pretty cool musical instruments um associated with air would be all the wind mm-hmm. ones which are do you remember um i remember piccolo because piccolo. I, it's a strange word piccolo clar- clarinet uh bass clarinet oboe mm-hmm. oboe remember there were like five, five we oboes. googled it and google <laughs> told us there's like five different types of oboes including one called oboe de amore yes. i was like whoa what's that one um flute bagpipes i was oh, impressed yes, with bagpipes. the bagpipes i was really impressed with the bagpipes and similar to the bagpipes then you have like the accordion which would be like a mix of that you know yeah um sort of like yeah because it does have the air it has the air you squeeze it in harmonicas Mm -hmm. flutes um trumpets french horns stuff like that okay stones yeah so i have a list here but it's in spanish so it says cornalina um calcedonia jaspe which is probably a jasper mica and venturina um so basically what the important thing of them and so it's the pumice the cornaline um, it's that they be light, translucent, that they have holes in them. Exactly, yeah. And that's kind of the stones that would be associated with an air element. 
Then animals. This is easy. Oh, birds, of course. Yeah, all birds. Anything with feathers on it. Um, and also insects, all flying insects. We right. forget that they have, you know, wings as well. Yes, <laughs> and then for the elementals, that would be the fairies and the sylphs. Okay. Yeah. So because remember, like, I just remember because of the insects, because the wings, you know, the fairy wings are sort oh, of yeah. like the same as the insect wings, right? Do you want to talk about the herbs and plants that are associated commonly? Um, I was actually going to do for my... On uh, your section? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that the important thing is obviously fragrance. So yes. what we when we looked up the list, the important thing is that they're all very fragrant, mostly herbs because it was like thyme and parsley and um, licorice and mint and all those mint families because it's all about like the fragrance because right. that's the big deal with it being air. And then the astrological signs... Uh, the astrological signs are going to be Libra, Gemini, and Aquarius. Yes. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> Learning so much. And then in the tarot, it's represented by... The swords. The swords. Perfect. So we got all those elements or all those um, correspondences out of the way. Right. <clears throat> now let's talk a little bit about the meanings of what it does. So it helps with everything that has to do with ideas, mm -hmm. eloquence, studying, communication verbal and written and then if we were to do any sort of magic it would be for those same purposes right okay um what else what else do you have so for me when i'm working in the east uh, and a lot of times when i do spell works i work with all directions it kind of because the spell starts for mm -hmm. me it starts in the east it starts with a new beginning and then it kind of takes shape after that mm-hmm but, um, but yeah, the East uh, and Air are all going to be about new beginnings, about that breath of life. So mm, it's very... Breath of life, yeah. a beginning, sure. Yeah. And it's the actual... Air is the actual moment that you start life on Earth, yeah. right? Because you're in water before, because mm -hmm. you're in the womb, but you're not on your own, right? Yeah. You're not independent. You're part of... You're still, like, part of, like, the mother... But once you leave the womb, you leave the water, and actually there's a whole vein here that closes up and allows you to start breathing that's when you're born. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, because you're, you know, a little Aquaman when you're in the womb, and then yeah. you leave, and then it's like, it closes up, and then you can start breathing. That's so amazing. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And actually, when you're in the womb, the last month or so um, after the, the lungs have developed, which are one of the last things, um, they start doing practice breathing. Yeah. So, I, that I... so they don't really breathe because, you know, but they start move, like moving them, like mm -hmm. doing them. And it's one of the things that they look for to make sure that they're doing practice breathing before they're born, which is pretty cool. It is so cool. It is. Okay. So people that are air dominant, which does not mean that they were necessarily born under Gemini, mm -hmm. um, Libra or Aquarius, but rather that their chart is air dominant. And that would be something that you would find out doing a natal chart. You can see what your balance of elements are. But people that are air dominant are going to be normally, they're going to be very sociable. They're going to be very curious. They like to be intellectually stimulated. Big time. They like to, um, they fight with words. Yes. And they punish with words or lack of words. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. All of those things. <laughs> She's, She's like, talking about me right now. <laughs> uh, I am not predominantly air, from, but she is. And then when they're in control, they're, they want to be neutral and objective. Yes. When they're not in control, <laughs> they'll just, you know. All bets are off. Yeah, you'll use the sword, like in the tarot. <laughs> shoo, shoo. <laughs> Cutting things up. <laughs> it happens. 
it happens but when they're in control it's like you know so the element of ire goes to our mental energy and that's one of the things that we would be looking at okay and same thing it can be very calming soothing or it can be you know just like words when somebody's speaking to you really loud and they're controlling and then you're like listening and paying attention and you kind of calm down or it can be you know yeah like totally boisterous and loud and like get you riled up so it has that energy and words communication have that energy and then and words as well like sign language because sign language they're cutting through the air to make the oh, sign yeah. so it's still air as well okay what else do we like so let's go to the type of rituals we would okay, we yeah. could do in the places um i think that one of the most important thing for um air magic mm-hmm. would be to try to place yourself in a place where you can feel the air yes if possible so like a mountaintop or a windy plain or like in Puerto Rico, there's this place called in Morro, which is like um, it's it's a defense um, entrance to the harbor. But it's like on a jutted triangle out towards the ocean. Mm-hmm. So there's a constant breeze all the time. It's like blowing all the time. So that would be like a fantastic place That's to really like cool. stand because you're getting wind all the time. Uh-huh. So usually, oh, kites. We usually take kids to fly kites there. Kites, we could probably, you know, well, we don't want to pollute the air, but kites and um, balloons and all that yeah. are things that we could use for some sort of magic as well. That's pretty cool. So you want to get up into a place that's windy mm-hmm. or that you can at least feel um, the air. Mm-hmm. Or you can get up into a plane or a paraglider, hot air balloon. <laughs> and these are not accessible for everyday magic. So that's why we say, you know, climbing a little hill or going up to the mountaintop or just trying to get more into the air right. as possible, I think is key. Yeah. Or on the opposite side, going to a place that has air energy, which is that intellectual, mental energy. Oh, yeah. So like a library, a school, university, mm-hmm. a place, even a bookstore. A li- yeah, a library, bookstore would yeah. be really Yeah. I mean, I don't really think good. that they want us in Barnes & Noble. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> but they don't know better. But if they, well, I mean, the library lets you check out free rooms with yeah. no reason you know you can just check out a room so, yeah yeah definitely you can do your spells there interesting yeah, yeah that's great yeah and then the reasons to do the type of rituals that you would do would be it's going to be generally communication based so if you want to do like if you want to open up a path of communication with someone if you are interested you know you want to start writing a book if you are not communicating with yourself well this is a really good uh air is a really good element to work with because it's about letting go of what you're holding on to in your throat like. since you're talking about the throat now we didn't mention the chakra point but the chakra point would be the throat one for oh, air yeah. yeah so spell work communications if you are academic so you want to study studies is big time so help studying help writing help with your words. yeah help with i mean even if it's communication and not your words just like maybe you're holding your body differently i would think even just like allowing yourself to change your communication and using air to do that right i'd also um since we talked about the throat suddenly about the throat chakra Mm -hmm. i wanted to bring up the body parts that would be controlled by air so i know that you know like the air signs in astrology control the head they control the hands they control the lungs so i I, those would be three points of air and then obviously the throat chakra as well so because that's in life so yeah other type of rituals you could do is um creative um like like you said like starting any any sort of creative project or to just be infused by 
creativity. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, also detection because the wind's clear or they open mm-hmm. up paths, so anything to detect something. Um, anything to help with concentration. Yes. Because it's the head as well. So anything to help with concentration, anything to help with eloquence, if you want to be able to speak pretty. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you want to be able to persuade, that would also work there. I would think that sales would go there as well. Yeah. Because sales is just sales and marketing, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, study um, literary, literary abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, poem. Poesy. Poetry. Poetry. Mm-hmm. Poesia. Poesy. <laughs> And I said poetry, and I just remembered this girl with, what's her name? Was it Amanda Blaine? The one that did um, Biden's inauguration. She was oh. dressed in yellow. Yes, yes, yes. You remember her? Uh, she yes, was dressed I do. In She's yellow. beautiful. She, her words are beautiful. And I mean, the whole her, thing. The whole yeah. thing. She was just like mind-blowing. That was like a full expression of air, yes. right? Yes. Oh, I'm yes. getting goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, anything to um, solve discussions or mediate? Mm-hmm. So mediation, because mediation is is about talking it through, right? Yeah. Um, daydreaming, traveling, mm-hmm. because you usually have to go through the air or change your wind road or whatever. And um, anything that has to change your environment. So when you're looking to change your environment, you would also um, go to air magic. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, and then we on the flip side of that, and something I think I've brought up in the past, but I've definitely brought up with you, is I, being an air sign personally, I carry a lot of anxiety, and that is... Overthinking things. Yeah, overthinking. So it's very much, while the air sign does bring like good calming hopes for communication, it also, if you're not communicating and you're letting all of those ideas and things stay in your head and stay with you for too long, it can be, air people can be anxious. Okay, that makes sense. I see that when we look at astrology, we look at the three signs. The Gemini is the fun communication, right? They're jumping from one thing to the other. Everything that caught, you know, catches their interest is like, oh, I want to know more about this. Oh, I want to know more about this. <laughs> yes. And then they know enough about it and they drop it and they're on to the next uh-huh. conquest. Something else shiny. Yeah, something else shiny. And then the Aquarius is that heavy, you know, serious panel that's discussing, you know, oh, yeah, physics yeah. or they're talking about wormholes or they're talking about, you know, evolution through the philosophy perspective. And so it's like serious discussion where, you know, there's a lot of words involved and a lot of explanation, but it's all up in their head, you know. Right. So and they like to take their time to digest the information and to go through it and they can be a little petulant about it you know (laughs) and then the libra is all about diplomacy right so that diplomacy can be you know very depending on their on on the person other chart aspects but the diplomacy can be very trickster because you know remember that uh, politics can be like oh yes i'm saying this because that's what you want to hear but what i really mean is this right you don't want to hear but i know you understand it because it's in the message you know so that there's all that diplomacy and political correspondences and um so that's something to consider and um yeah i just my mind went somewhere else right now but i mean politics is a huge politics is huge Yeah. yeah and so that's how air completely so yeah i think we've covered most of it um Things to do to get in contact with the air magic would obviously be to work with fairies outside of your house, please. (laughs) And, you know, 
I have fairy circles outside, you know, and we leave them alone. And I, I, I'm a bad example because I do have a fairy table. I but, do not know a lot about fairies, so I am making a note about us doing an episode about fairies. <laughs> I don't know about a lot about them either. I do know that May 1st, you put flowers on the doorstep. And that is so that, you know, like an offering to them so that they take the flowers and don't come into your house. Really? <laughs> because they're really big tricksters. Because okay. that Loki energy, that, you know. Yeah. And trickster energy that, that they like the fun. And so, But also just being outside and channeling energy through your hands. You know, if you're going to center, you know, when you do centering mm-hmm. and then you have this energy and you have to decide where you're going to use it. If you're doing grounding, it would be downwards. But if you're going to use it with air, you would take it out to your hands. Right. You would feel the psh, psh through your hands. Yes. So that's air magic, definitely there. And then incense changing moods through incense. And I think that's probably one of the biggest expressions we see nowadays because of all the scents. Even in, what do they call them? In, even in Muggle territory, right? I don't know what that means. Do you have you watched Harry Potter? No. no. Oh, that's why I just watched it last year, like in September. No, November. So I hadn't seen it before. But it's like Muggle it, means regular. I person? think it's like yeah, like people that are not magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So scent is a huge market thing. You know, it's like the plugins, the scent in the in the deodorants, the scent in the detergents, the scents in everything. So it's a huge market, and that is air magic as well. Uh-huh. You're changing the impression. Like people walk into my house and it smells like nectempa. You know, right? And they know, like, ooh, my husband walks in and he's like, "Well, brujeria." <laughs> that's exactly. And that's what he says. He smells like witchcraft. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the smell of my house. And other people might want to use scents that are more. Um, protective and other people might want to use scents that are more inviting right. or warm or so you you're actually masquerading right yeah I see your that. intentions with the scent as well mm-hmm. on purpose or not on purpose but people do it you I know? use citrus to convince people my house is clean all clean <laughs> I would think I would think happy oh yeah well that too that too yeah. well yeah just like oh it smells clean in here like oh, yeah. citrus reminds me of clean smell oh, clean yeah. yeah so yeah I think we're done with air, right? Yeah. Are you ready to get into this astrological hardship time? Get into astrology. She's just saying that because I, you know, she won't. She came. She started setting up the the equipment for our air podcast. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, wait, let me make sure I have my astrology down. And I was like, ooh, that's a bad day. Ooh. Yeah. There was a lot of. You're getting ready to roll right into astrology, but it sounds like a lot of speed bumps on this. She was like, hmm. So this week, like I had mentioned, was more of a brooding, sitting in our feelings kind of week. We didn't have a lot of transits going on. So the next ones that we're going to be coming into is the 13th through the 26th is what I'm covering. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the 13th, we have the Sun conjunct Neptune. Um, This can go either way. You know, Neptune is foggy. Neptune doesn't let you see things clearly. Neptune rules daydreaming it rules drug addiction it rules paranoia and it rules spiritual essential so it can go either way you can be like super highly intuitive and you're killing it you know telling everybody what you're seeing or it can go into a i don't want to do anything and i don't know where my life is going and i'm just going to you know let my day go away you know and i'm gonna just get intoxicated with something it can be with netflix or it can be with wine or it could be with you know something right. else so that's the sun conjunct neptune because you know it's you the sun is you 
and Neptune is this whole foggy, I don't know where I'm going, it's not clear kind of vision. So like I said, it could be great or it could be bad. It just really depends on your um, chart. But like I have a good friend whose birthday is that day and I, I was like, oh, I know that she usually gets like brooding on her birthday. Really? Yeah. Like, How interesting. Just like thinking, right? Uh -huh. Like thinking about like, where am I going? What is my life? How many years do I have left? And that she goes into that whole mind spin on that day. So uh -huh. I'm like, oh, that's not going to be a good day for her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, then we have the moon is void on the 15th in the, uh, sh sorry, peeps, I can't understand my handwriting. It's either 4 a.m. to 10 p.m., which would be all day, or it's um, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., which is just all evening. Okay. Just a small difference. Let me look at my cell phone to see if I wrote it. Then on the 16th, we have Pallas and Chiron conjunct. This is a, uh, a smaller transit or um, that allows us to stand up for ourselves. And let me see if I put it in my phone. I didn't. So I'm going to, I didn't put it. So I'm going to think it's in the afternoon. Then, <laughs> So that's the 15th. That was for the moon void? Moon void. Four to 10 in the Yeah. So the moon void, remember, it just means that you're not like in control. You're kind of like at, at, the, mercy. at the mercy of yeah, others' yeah. energies or just hide. And then, you know. Just hide. <laughs> just hide. And that works for me. And then what's, sorry, I know, uh, what's Chiron? Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is everything that has to do with, um, if you believe in past life, with your karmic wounds, Ooh. the reasons that you actually came here, the things that you came to heal. Uh -huh. If you don't believe in past lives, then we can still associate it with early childhood trauma. Okay. Oh, isn't that fun? That, yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone's favorite phrase. <laughs> so that's why it's like, it's in palace is all about like um, that strength and that home. And so it's like standing up for yourself. And, oh, okay. It's like somebody that may have, had power over you, somebody that may have, you know, who's, you know, that toxic family member that's always BSing and yeah. now you're old enough and you're not, and you're not a kid to be pushed around and you're like, you know what, Psh, ch -ch trap, you yeah. know, that, that kind of energy. Um, Thursday, the 17th, we have Mercury sextiling Uranus. This is a disruption sort of energy. It's creativity. This is a day that new ideas that you get this day are probably going to be pretty cool. Oh, great. Yeah, they're probably going to be pretty cool. They're like disruptors. It's like those, they might not come to fruition immediately, but when they do, they're going to be like hallmarks. They're going to be things that change the, um, different programs. The 18th Friday, we have the full moon in Virgo. Full moon in Virgo. Virgo is an earth sign. If you're going to do any sort of um, money magic, this is a good time. I, I like to do them on, on full moons in earth signs. Um, but this energy in general, because Virgo tends to be very, it's mutable energy. They like to criticize. They like to make the little tweaks and changes and stuff. Um, so it's a good time to actually purge. And this is, and since the full moon, you know, like I was telling you yeah. about Valentine's, right? That they don't know where it comes from. The full, I think this is where spring cleaning That's comes in. That's what I was in. just going to say. It's spring it, cleaning, it's purging. Spring cleaning. Yeah. It's like the purging. It's getting rid of stuff, but people don't know that it's not just because the weather got well, got good. It's also because of this, you know, astrological cool. push because cool. the full moon in Virgo is always going to be around the same time. You Interesting. Know? So it, it, we do things that the cosmic bodies are oh, urging us to do. We're we so incorporate cyclical. it, but we don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's so awesome. Um, Venus is also sextiling Chiron and Sun is sextiling Neptune. So you have to trust your intuition and you have to... Again, wounded healer and Venus about relationships. So it's bringing up hurt and how it, that is affecting your relationships. So that's what we're doing there. But it's oh, yeah. allowing you to see it. Sextiles are positive. So it's allowing you to handle it positively. 
And what okay. exactly would sextile, how would you just, like, what does that mean? And so it's an angle that they have, and so they're going to be, like, you know, uh, 16 and 26 or so. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's the angles. And so, but the sextile is, that you know, they have that same sort of um, degree. Mm-hmm. And so then they're working alongside, basically, each okay. other. They're All not right. on top of each other, mm-hmm. but they're at a harmonious separation where they can work together without influencing bumping into each other so that's what sextiles do okay okay Okay? and so the venus is going to be sextile in chiron and so that allows you to see your trauma see your hurt and how it's affecting your relationships in a positive way not just reacting or doing things because you have it but Mm -hmm. also like positively and the sun is sextiling in neptune which is basically it's you know it was conjunct on sunday it's moving a little bit further away this day is there might it's similar to Sunday in the sense that you have to be aware of how Neptune is affecting you. Okay. So if you were highly, highly, highly intuitive on the thirteenth, mm-hmm. then on you know the eighteenth you still feel really intuitive, but it's not going to be that, that you know super you know it's the bullseye instead of the little middle. It's the first round. Okay. And if you were like wasting your day away, then brooding, then instead of being like super super into it, it's just like a little less. Mm-hmm. And if you were like Okay. Getting drunk on the 13th, then you're just getting buzzed on the 18th. Well, good. So it just depends yeah. on which way you take that Neptune gotcha. or the sextile, okay? Um, and then the 19th, um, 19th through the 21st. So the 20th looks like a nice day, but 19th and 21st look a little difficult. Okay. Which could obviously, you know, since they're squishing the 20th in, in between, it could be felt there as well. Okay. But let's t- take them one by one. So the 19th, Mercury squaring Uranus. And Venus is squaring Uranus, okay? okay? So it's basically hard to get your ideas across because they seem unconventional or wacky to the other person. And so they're not, like, understanding your point of view. Okay. And so that's why it's a little difficult because Mercury is about communication. Venus is about relationships. So you might have this idea, and it might be, like, an unconventional idea, and then it's hard for you to communicate this idea to you, the other person mm-hmm. in this relationship and it could be you know because it's just perceived like something wacky so it's not not that terrible i mean it just depends on what wacky ideas you come up with right there are worse things (laughs) on there is what you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) then the 20th is a beautiful day it's the changing of the season it is the spring equinox this is a time of leaving behind the piscean um the Piscean season and starting the Aries season. It's leaving behind an astrological year, starting a new astrological year because the astrological year starts when Aries comes in. Right. Aries is the baby of the astrology. They're just like wailing and screaming, and I need to, you know, I need, I need my tit, and that's it because you know they're babies. They're sleeping and eating and pooping. That's basically what they do, right? Okay. I'm an Aries, so I can say these. Things. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the season of you know is starting so we're being born basically we always look at the ex at the solstice and the equinoxes as changes right of the seasons in the year and here in the northern hemisphere we're changing from that winter to that spring right. which is a time of renewal rebirth reawakening there's a lot of energy people are happy they're like oh spring is here everybody wants to you know put on bright pastel colors and yes. go out and party and so forth although it might still get chilly some days you know especially in the morning so the sun ingresses Aries. We start the astrological year. Um, and then Mercury's conjunct Jupiter. So things are flowing in communication. It's like you can get your ideas across um, because Jupiter expands communication and it allows you. Well, I mean, if you were fighting, then 
yeah, then I'll expand the fight. But let's look at it as a positive day because it's like, you know, it's a free willy kind of day. All right. Like, eh. Yeah, I like, I love the, I, I think probably the spring equinox is probably my favorite um, season change of the year. And then the 21st. So the 21st, we have Mars sextiling Chiron. Remember, we're talking about Chiron's doing a lot of movement. So you just have all these wounds and you just feel like hurt inside and all your trauma is like bubbling up since the week before. Oh my. But then Mars is action. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I already thought about it. I already talked about it with my partner or it already affected my relationships. Now it's Mars. It's like, what am I going to do about it? Uh (laughs) You know? So that's sort of the the energy and that can bring it um, a little more aggressive or a little more, you know, action oriented or beating it out on a pillow would be a positive way to yes. do it or uh-huh. you know saying i'm going to channel it into this sort of energy would be positive negative would be you know getting into fights or stuff like that right which can happen um especially since the moon, <laughs> <laughs> the moon is going to be squaring mars and saturn so the moon is going to be in scorpio mm-hmm. you know you have scorpio oh, aspects yeah. so you know um scorpio is that darkness it's that you know and it's it's triggered because it's rebirth right we just had the rebirth of the season the day before and it's like oh i'm the phoenix and i gotta be reborn but before they can get reborn they start moving their feathers around and all the ashes fall right Mm -hmm. and since it has all these aspects with the chiron then mars and the saturn squaring the moon is saturn is like the things that you're supposed to do and mars is all about the action so you're just not going to feel like you have you want to do the things you want you have to do. Oh, okay. And you're not going to be in a good mood about it. Okay. And you're going to feel hurt about it. Okay. And it's going to be like, no, I don't want to do that because that's, you know, enabling or that's this. Or I already did that shit. I already learned my lessons. I'm not doing it. And you get all worked up and fight about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that day. Okay. <laughs> 22nd. Um... We continue a little bit with that energy where Mars is still square. Mars is going to be squaring Uranus. Mm-hmm. Um, Uranus is all the disruptor, inventive, new ideas, and Mars is action. But since they're not sextiling or conjunct or other um, peaceful or harmonious aspects, mm-hmm. they're squaring, uh-huh. which is basically facing each other. Yeah, off. that's what it sounds like. Yeah, like it's like squaring a, up. Yeah, it's like it's the it, it's like in a boxing ring they have in opposite corners mm-hmm. that's kind of the angle it is okay so it's like reactive it's like act react reinvent you know mm-hmm. or let's try it again but the reaction is the one that's you know a little bit and since i mean the moon will be moving out of scorpio that day which is positive but then we have mercury conjunct neptune on the 23rd which is sort of escapism it's like you're like tired because the weekend was really hard and there was a lot of it sounds uh, like we've got reasons to be tired yeah so it's just like i just want to escape yeah and escape can be netflix or it could be you know other not so good aspects we have a moon void on the 24th which is six to three and then i don't have anything written down for the 25th and then the 26th the mercury sextile pluto you know pluto's been very active since late february mm-hmm. when the whole political things happen right and it's then you know when people were like oh you know the pluto return of the united states and the fall of the united states so all those aspects are really worked up right now but it you have to realize that that transit is pluto's slow right so, you know it's the furthest one away it's the slowest one so it didn't just happen 
on the 22nd of February. Right. It's happening for a long time. Yeah. So Mercury sextiling Pluto, which is a harmonious aspect, but it is when you look at what Pluto rules, is death and power struggles and the underworld and stuff like that and mercury sextiling it so it's like communicating about power struggles communicating about death communicating oh. about so it can be things coming to light that's what i was thinking and yeah. so it's like things coming so we find out shit we're gonna get some more information mm-hmm. interesting basically yep so that's what i got excellent thank you so much wow. i mean but the general energy is the sun going into Aries on the 20th and that will make us all feel a lot peppier. Yes. Yes. We're going to focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so today for herbology, I am going to discuss some of the common characteristics found in air-associated plant life. And I will name a few more of the common ones so that you can begin to work with them as needed. Plants that are seen to be ruled by Jupiter, Uranus, or Mercury are also thought to be ruled or corresponded to um, the element of air. Air plants will tend to share similar traits, such as living through the living in the air, and what that means living in the air is just going to be like not a well-rooted plant, a plant that exists just fine without being rooted to the ground. You're going to find that the plants will travel through air like the spores of a dandelion. They will mostly be lightweight plants. They're going to, um, like we talked about, they're going to possess, possess fragrant and clean aromas. And air being a masculine element, uh, you're going to see that in plants. Like some of the plants are going to have a phallic look or they're seen to be like jutting out of the ground. Think like a, a celery or asparagus. Many air plants are also known as wisdom bringing plants. They can be yellow in color. Remember yellow is going to be associated with air. So the plants are going to be known for growing rapidly. And even are given like the, the trait opportunistic um, as far as plant life goes. Air is the element of swiftness and expansion. Air plants tend to spread their seed. So just a few examples for you. Some of the more common ones. Aspen, asparagus, like I said, celery, cattail, cilantro, fennel, hazel, almond, bay leaf, cashew, ivy, caraway, dandelion, uh, yarrow, lavender, rosemary, lemongrass, anise, oregano, peppermint, mint families, anything, like I said, anything really fragrant. Now this is a super short list and it's good to keep in mind too that there are many overlaps in the plant world. So oak, is a really good example. Oak is going to be seen as belonging to both the air and the earth. And lastly, a good thing to keep in mind is that as far as plants go, the leaves and the flying seeds of any plant are going to be the airiest part. And then after that is going to be its branch. And that's just kind of to let you know, you know, what, what you should be using or what you can use just to kind of represent air a little bit better in, in your work. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. 
and you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101 and I also have Brujeria101.com and there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that great yeah. thank you so much 